Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. and you're suspended without pay, you're going to get fired, dude. Let me give you the best advice you've ever had in your life for you and your wife. Take the goddamn vaccine like millions of the rest of us have. Do the right thing for the rest of people. I can't believe you're in the healthcare industry, but I kind of can because you only finished high school. Quit watching Fox News. Take the vaccine, you fucking moron. Good Lord. Can you tell it yet? that this is going to be a really, really unique, special episode of We the People Are the News here on Sons and Daughters of Liberty Radio, the podcast. What you just heard to open this episode outside of my absolutely awesome intro, if you ask me, what you heard is a voicemail that I received back on August 24th, 2021. Just moments, hours after my interview with MSNBC aired. I got threats through personal websites that I run. I had emails sent to me, multiple calls. I had calls on the internet, on the social medias, people wanting me to die on event. The same exact people that want to stop people from dying from COVID. They were rooting for COVID to yet again take another life because they hated me so much because I did not want to take the vaccine because I had questions and I had a religious stand against it. When I was talking to the different media groups, I was very careful on how I worded what I was saying. I was trying to win over minds to think to leave that echo chamber, to leave what they are accustomed to doing. And that was my whole goal. So what that means was I wouldn't go out and say about my religious area. I was simply just saying, you guys keep going to the fundamental fundamental argument that it is science. The reason that we're here is science. But it was pseudoscience. It was a hypothesis. It could not be a conclusion. There was no conclusion. The only conclusion was that COVID was widespread, that approximately 99% of the people that came in contact with it and that got sick, that they, they recovered, they didn't die. That was science. Took a while to figure out it was a new virus. The way we were treating it certainly changed and it continues to evolve. Meaning don't vent everybody because that's a sure indicator of death. Don't treat it like ARDS acute respiratory distress syndrome. Don't do that. Took a while, but we got there. So on August 24th, 2021, only days after, so we had our protest at my hospital, which was the South site, and this interview happened at the North site that you're about to hear. On August, that, that interview happened on August 24th. On August 18th, we held a protest. 
me and a bunch of community leaders of, of activism. Scott Lebedo, John Tobacco, Danny Presti. The word got out there very quick. It was a big protest. And we were saying at first it was do not single out people for PCR testing that did not take the vaccine because the vaccine does not stop transmission and does not stop you from getting sick. And it was proven at a hospital, I believe it was in San Francisco, that the majority of the people that tested positive for COVID, I mean, the majority, they were all vaccinated. We saw patients coming in that were vaccinated. So the narrative, we were living in it. So that the general public might not have been able to go outside of their houses or they were too afraid to, but healthcare workers, we were living in it. So we evolved with it. So I was a very different person by August, even by December of 2020, when they were trying to destroy our economy in New York and we opened Max Public House. And de Blasio would send out his sheriffs and Cuomo would go on and say every night, these people wanted to kill your grandmother. I evolved with the, with the knowledge. People stayed in March of 2020 and they're still there, some of those people. And since this, since this, a lot has changed. But maybe people would have understood more if we allowed people to talk. We're at a time where, where people advocate for deplatforming. And I'll leave that right here. We'll throw in AOC trying to talk about how great it is to deplatform people that disagree with you, that have a different opinion, which is the complete problem here in the media, in the United States. In the corporate world, everyone wants to cancel. Everyone's trying to tow this narrative. So this was AOC talking about Tucker Carlson. Real quick, here's just a snippet. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villain's like hand reemerge out to grip grip over like the end of a building or something but deplatforming works and it is important and um there you go good things can happen yeah that does not make sense just shutting people down does not make sense cultivating narratives do not make sense open discussion and speaking with people you disagree with and not trying to destroy them, maybe letting what they what they say see daylight, maybe that helps. Maybe all these news organizations need to do a better job, all of them, across the board, maybe. But this right here is something I can show. My I can show, I can I can play for you. My my interview on August 24th, 2021, 609 days ago, just over 20 months ago with Yasmin Vesugian of MSNBC. So I'm going to just tell you exactly how this all went down on the actual broadcast before you hear the interview, so you understand. The anchor says, while introducing Yasmin, Yasmin, on the topic of vaccine holdouts, there is one group that is, I gotta say, is pretty surprising. By some estimates, you got roughly a quarter of healthcare workers that have refused to get even the first shot. Even as they are trying, uh, even as they are treating COVID patients and you're at a hospital in what is sort of a conservative pocket of New York City, doctors and nurses are pushing back on getting forced to get vaccinated. So what are you hearing there at Staten Island University Hospital? Now, if you break this down, because this is all about interpreting how the news works, 
This is like when they're closing out a court case and the slime ball lawyer goes up. And I'm not saying all lawyers are slime balls. I love some lawyers. Mark Fonte, big fan. He's probably listening to this right now. But I'm saying when you go up and you say your your closing statement, you you have to sell it. And I'm not saying that every anchor sells it, but this was a sales pitch in my in my opinion. So the sales pitch here, if you break it down, is they introduce Staten Island to remind everybody that's listening around and watching and tuning in around the, the United States or anywhere MSNBC is streamed that New York City has indeed a conservative pocket and our hospital lands in said conservative pocket. Thus... This is political, right? You're going to have to remember this because this is what this whole interview seems to be based on is politics because that's what makes MSNBC get their clicks, get their indoctrination out, get their ads sold. It's, it's everything is super politicized and aggravated. And, and when you go MSNBC, you seem to be really somewhere hanging off a cliff of leftism of insanity. And then they say... Even the people treating the COVID patients. So now the people are getting angry at healthcare workers, the ones that they banged the pots and pans for. So they're installing this right off the bat. This is the sales pitch that healthcare workers are so politically motivated by conservative values and Republican values in this pocket of New York City that is basically disgraziad that they are refusing to take this shot that will save people's lives. And it's all because they're Republican. This is this is this is what triggers off in people's heads. You got to break this down and understand why we're so separated. Again, you heard the call that this started off with. I the emails that they hope that I die all came after all of these interviews with the media, right? So Yasmin introduces my name as one of the people she spoke with while bringing in her portion of the segment because there was a panel. Again, I'm not using any of their intellectual uh, property here. I'm just going to, this was from the broadcast and I've transcribed it to the best of my ability, which is pretty much 100% accurate if I've listened multiple times. So this is, this is what I got out of it. John Matlin, he is actually currently on leave for professional misconduct. He does not want to get vaccinated. And I want to play a little bit of a sound clip because I think it's important for folks to understand why it is these people don't want to get vaccinated. The reasoning they have for us to really understand the scope of this story. And then I want to play for you Madeline. She is a nurse in the recovery area of this hospital. Her husband died of a COVID uh, died of COVID back in March of 2020. She was in the hospital when her husband died. He was in the ICU for over a week. She knows what COVID does to a family. She was emotional today. This morning, while I was speaking to her, her hands were shaking, still recovering from the death now over a year of her husband. Let's take a listen to both of them. So let's interpret this. If you have to interpret it to understand this. John Matland, who's actually currently on leave for professional misconduct. So right off the bat. So they do have to, at some point, they do have to at some point say that. I believe CNN, when I was on CNN, said after my, my segment that, that I was currently on, on, on leave or whatever for, for misconduct because that is what the hospital issued. I was falsely accused. And still to this day, many people don't know that. 
that work at the hospital. They think that I was still actually the I was fired because of this incident at the protest where somebody dropped a banner that says we will not comply. Had nothing to do with it and proved it. I proved where I was. I had false written statements, sworn affidavits by security staff and the head of security. I had a complete, complete attempt to destroy me. They threatened to have me arrested. And during those meetings, when they were investigating it, I said, I would love for you to bring the NYPD in and cuff me. If you have a case, you would move to get me arrested. You don't have a case. It's fake. Then I had timestamped photos, video, and then they told me all of that was fake. I just want to, I want to get everybody to understand how badly that they utilized this moment. The hospital hated that I was leading a resistance from within. They had to get rid of me. And that's what they used. Then I even proved, I ended up getting my hands on video that was an Instagram Live where I was basically being interviewed by the person shooting the Instagram Live And within 30 seconds, a banner flew off the roof as you see me walking with Newsmax to do that segment. They had no case. They had to pay me back for all the time they kept me out. They had to make me whole. And then I got fired because they wouldn't accept my religious exemption. Which is another thing. Right now, there's an attorney, Mike Yoder, doing a case. This is what I'm saying. There's a lot of good lawyers out there that that really do that, 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 that damn battle. And I love them for that. And he's going against the hospital. I was too late to the EEOC show. I decided to run for Congress. So that's my fault. So Mike Yoder wins. Then all of a sudden, the proof is there, federally showing that they discriminated against my religious beliefs. New York courts already have upheld my beliefs. This is very important. This whole entire, this whole entire system was destroyed. Everything was broken. Every rule, every liberty, everything that we have was destroyed. And you can see how controlling the narrative is very important. So here I am having phone court hearings for, uh, for unemployment. New York doesn't give healthcare uh, people unemployment, healthcare workers that didn't take the shot. The court said I have true and sincere beliefs. The hospital didn't have to get rid of me during the time that they did, and that might be very well proven during Mike Yoder's case. They got rid of me while there was a total restraining order in place from actually getting rid of people that ask for accommodation with reasonable accommodation. I asked to work from home. They said that's physically impossible because one day, sometime in the future, I might need to enter the hospital for some form of training, even if I was to move into a scheduler position, and I would still then expose people to COVID. But we all know now that the science project was based on a hypothesis, that it was all bullshit since day one. Everyone was able to spread it, everyone was able to get it, and now it's really looking bad with negative efficacy and so much more. But if you were watching MSNBC, you couldn't hear anything that I had to say of substance. Now granted, I know they can't air my whole interview, I'm aware. They're running a news program. They're running a program or at least an opinion-based news re- relevant talking head program. You can't, air, you can't air everything. I get it. But they introduced me that I am on professional misconduct and I don't want to get vaccinated. And now you already know that I come from an area that is generally highly conservative. The anger and the hate. Now you can see why the voicemail that I received 
basically spells it out. Watch Fox News. I'm uneducated. So you love healthcare workers. You applaud them. You want them to get vaccinated. You, you banged pots and pans for them. They were essential, but they only have high school education, most of them. And I'm a damn idiot. Watch Fox News. What in the world? The hate and the anger. But because we control narratives, this is what the byproduct is. And then you pit right after, after all that shit you just said about me and my opinion and where I am in this, you follow it with a very, very awful, sad story of Madeline, the nurse from recovery room, which is an awful story. People did die during COVID, and in certain areas, they died significantly, and we didn't know how to treat it, meaning the, the, the doctors in the world did not know how to treat this, and it was handed down what to do by politicians and doctors like Dr. Fauci, the Keebler elf. Yeah, that's the reality of this. So, of course, if you're watching this and you're partial in any other way, you've already shut this off in your head to just discredit everything that I said. And you're going to hear how long I interviewed with MSNBC. You're going to hear the whole thing. And that uh, I'm not editing any of it out. You're going to just hear the whole thing. And you can make your decision over it what, it, what it is to you. But I'm going to tell you what aired on MSNBC that day. What aired before I got those emails and that 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 um, voicemail? So these were my segment quotes that were used. Are you ready? There is a lot of information outstanding, and then it cuts to another part of my quotes. I don't dis- I don't discourage anyone from getting it if they want. That's a medical choice. For me, I want. A little more time to elapse. I want to know long-term results, and I don't think that's too much to ask. Cut. The FDA approval came out about five to ten years fast, and it's not that I'm not saying it's not thorough. It's not thorough in regards to all of the reported occurrences to CDC VAERS. Cut. But the problem is... Unless you have enough time to sift through half a million adverse reactions and over 11,000 deaths, you haven't done your due diligence. Now, that was all they aired from my interview, which, again, I understand you can't air everything. So I'm not going to slight MSNBC specifically on that. I'm going to slight them on how they get the quotes they want to use and how I did not give them said quotes that they really, truly desired. That's the, that, that is the nuance here. So with all of this information that's outstanding, I, I'm just trying to reach people with, with, without basically irritating their galvanized viewpoints, their hyper-partisan viewpoints, because we know this has been politicized, and it's been politicized on purpose. So I was well aware of all of that. I am trying to just win minds. I know what kind of network I'm on. And if I have somebody that's on the fence or somebody that has any ability, any ability to critically think still for themselves and question their thoughts, not just take it as religion and scripture, but question their thoughts, actually understand the scientific method that we put hypothesis before conclusion. And we watched Pfizer not want to basically put out the information that they got their FDA approval on. They wanted to wait like 70-something years or something something ridiculous, let out a couple pages a month. Why? If it's done in darkness, it's going to come to light. And if it's done in darkness, it's fagazi, as they say. It's all bullshit. So after that quick little segment with all those cuts, that was 32 seconds 
and that that's with the, the blurring and the cuts. So you could probably go down to 28 seconds in that vicinity that they used of my interview. And again, you're going to hear the whole thing uncensored and what they were trying to get me to say and how it was handled. But Yasmin comes back from these cuts and says, quote, in taking a listen to John, I think it's important for us to say the science is there, right? To which someone on the panel just responds, yeah. And then she goes on to say, these vaccines are safe. We know this. Dr. Celine Gounder, I, I, I believe that was how they, uh, they said their name. They announced her in the beginning of the broadcast, can back me up on that. So Celine Gounder can back me up on that. I want to make that clear to everybody that we wanted to play that just for folks to really understand the kind of scope that is uh, of what's happening here. Kind of the scope of what's happening here. I want to be very specific on how they spoke. Kind of this national conversation that's happening here on a local level. So it was automatic to their viewers that don't even take what he's saying and look into it. The doctor already said it. All the doctors are saying it. Just follow the line that we are putting out. Follow the narrative. And that narrative is follow the science. Pseudoscience. Hypothesis science. Any science that just doesn't go along with the entire narrative. And again... I've interviewed countless doctors. You could even listen to here on Sons and Daughters of Liberty radio podcast, my interview with uh, Dr. Robert Malone, one of the creators of the vaccine technology back in its, in its uh, infancy. Since this, Yasmin's gone on to have issues. She disappeared from, uh, from her show. She came back. She said that the doctors told her that it could be something from the, uh, uh, the, the, the virus that causes the common cold that gave her all these heart issues, had trouble walking, and she's an active person. And unlike the people that asked for me to die on event, and unlike the people that emailed me and called and left voicemails, I want Yasmin to make a full recovery. Unlike what people think that I, that, that I wanted to be right, I wanted to be wrong. I wanted to say I lost my job. I stood on my morals, but I was wrong and everyone's okay. Thank God. That's what I wanted. Because I'm not a douchebag like the people that are on each side that want one another to die. If you want somebody to die because they took the vaccine, that's really fucked up. And if you want somebody to die because they didn't take the vaccine, well, look in the mirror. That's really fucked up. It's a direct reflection of one another. And it's time to start calling that bullshit. Get out of your feelings. Yes, there's some idiots. And you want to smack them in the face for saying, I hope you die because you didn't take it. But don't be like them. Maybe just smack them in the face and challenge them to a duel. I don't know. But my, my offer for MSNBC and for Yasmin Vesugian is I'm down. I'll talk to you at any point. If this goes viral, if it does get the listens, that's up to the people. But you really do need to know what happened. You need to hear what it's like when you go into the lion's den, when people have to warn you that when you go talk to the news, that they're going to destroy you. They're going to try to destroy you and smear you and use you as a prop for their end game. Instead of listen and then listen to the other side and let the listener decide. That is the key here. So without further ado, again, the offer is there, Yasmin. You know, I'm sure you know how to reach out. Your producers do have my number. Let's let's do the damn thing. Because we're watching science emerge because the scientific method is just that. You need the time variable. 
you need the actual experiments to go. So now the original monoclonal shots, or whatever they call not not clonal, the monovalent shots are gone. We're just changing things up on a whim now because see, science evolves, right? But people are five or six shots deep. They don't need the, the double shot because maybe that was what was causing all of the issues. Who knows? You know what, what I do know? There was, during this approval, which happened the day before this interview, if I'm not mistaken, because this whole interview is about how Pfizer had been approved, there was certain things that needed to be met to keep approval. It was approved, and then there was reports, 2025, 2026, 2027, that were going to aggregate data about myocarditis and all of the different things. Because if you read the pamphlets and the actual information about the shots, they don't know. They didn't know about the effects on breast milk. Well, guess what? The spikes are in the breast milk. I guess we know. Scientific method has prevailed. Time and variables have changed. Now babies are drinking spiked milk and could be involved with clotting. Could be involved with many things. We are still learning. It's going to take 15 years. This is considered a genetic therapy, gene therapy. But no, we couldn't say that back then. Accounts getting canceled, people getting canceled, people losing their jobs. You had Don Lamone on the network saying, you don't want to get a shot, you can't go to the grocery store. You don't want to get a shot, you can't go to work. You want to get a shot, guess what? Nothing fucking changed except all the risk you took on, you dumb loaf of bread. Stupid. El stupido. And all we can do is have a regular conversation, but again, everyone's galvanized, politicized, and they really, truly think that this whole entire thing is related to your political affiliation well maybe maybe it is because some people are really stupid and that seems to possibly uh go toward in some cases their their political affiliation in some cases not all cases galvanized stupidity and now what will the fda do will we ever will we ever know what those reports that needed to be satisfied to keep that that shot on the market in its form, we might never know because they just took it away. Does taking it away stop them from fulfilling all of those anyway? Possibly. I still don't know. I can't get clarity on that. And even furthermore, not only can I not get clarity on that, the people that pay the FDA this money are the pharmaceutical companies. A vast majority of the budget of the FDA doing a review is paid for by the company. So if that is the case, conflict of interest much or the fact that they go from the fda board to the to the pharmaceutical board back and forth it's like never wipe back to front it's like i don't know never i i could just go on forever holy shit i'm enraged but i'm going to play this you're going to get the clip and then we're going to just send it off after that here we go august 24th 2021 i ran this by several lawyers New York is a one-consent state. This was done on public sidewalk, thus public property. The people in the vicinity did know that there was recording that any of it might be used. I, however, who identified as a journalist, as we'll hear, I knew as the one party that it was recording the entire time, as it's a one-party consent, and this was my receipt because I knew that I was going into the lines. And so I've decided after all of this time, after everything we've gone through, I've decided now is the right time to let this interview out. And the people that have heard it said, I cannot believe you sat on it this long. So, again, fully legal to let this out in New York. And that means it was a a legal recording that I have whatever I want to do. It's my intellectual property. And without further ado, my interview with Yasmin Vesugian on MSNBC 
unredacted, uncut, August 24th, 2021, on a public sidewalk in front of the hospital. Roll it. Ready? So, uh, it's really, it's really Feel good about this? Good luck. Yeah, I can see you. Okay. So just spell your, are we good to go? Yeah. Spell your name for me. M-A-T-L-A-N-D, first name John, J-O-H-N, John Matt Lamb. And John, um, give me your position here. I'm an imaging technologist. I do x-ray and CAT scan. And when were you um, put on leave? I was put on leave Thursday of last week on the 19th. And why were you told that you were put on leave? They dropped, somebody dropped a banner off of the roof of the hospital. And they don't, I guess they don't have leads, but they had two people that uh, independently were eyewitnesses that I was up there throwing the banner. At the time of that, I was actually on the street, across the street, four stories down interviewing with Newsmax. And I put together a whole timeline and released it on my Instagram to uh, kind of put the evidence out to the world because I feel like everything in darkness stays in darkness. Was anybody else suspended along with you? Not that I'm aware of. What was the banner? What did it say? We, some of the other ones, we will not comply or do not comply. I think it's we will not comply. We will not comply with what? The vaccine mandate. That's what I would assume it's in reference to. So you are not in favor of getting the vaccine? Me personally, no. There's a lot of information that's outstanding. Uh, one of the things is antibody dependency, uh, aided dependency that I've been looking into. Um, I don't discourage anyone from getting it if they want. That's a medical choice. For me, I want a little more time to elapse. I want to know long-term results. And I don't think that that is too much to ask. Why? Where are you getting your information from? Uh, scouring the internet. And it's not just, oh, somebody put up a meme. I've read... Uh, research that pertains to the original SARS outbreak, then when they started working on a vaccine, the MERS uh, vaccine they attempted to work on, and all subjects in those, in those specific cases showed signs of antibody-aided uh, dependency, and that was similar to RSV vaccination, which led to people getting worse infections and dying during its trials. Do you know anybody who's died of COVID? Uh, directly, uh, a couple degrees separated. I've seen a lot of people die from COVID because, again, I was on the front lines from the beginning till Thursday. But anybody in your immediate circle, like, have you been personally affected by it? Immediate circle, I know a lot of people that have got COVID, um, and most of them had uh, a pretty mild case of it. I've had some people that had a little worse uh, that I know of, but in my immediate circle, that passed away. No. What about this whole FDA rule now? Is that all? So the FDA approval came about five to ten years fast, and it's not that I'm saying that it's not thorough. It's not thorough in regards to all of the reported uh, occurrences the CDC bears. So those, again, those can be fake. People can put fake stuff into bears. They can report fake events. But the problem is, unless you have time to sift through half a million adverse reactions and over 11,000 deaths, you haven't done your due diligence. So for me... So are you are you intimating that you feel as if the FDA is looking at fake documents to approve the Pfizer vaccine? No, I think that they're not looking at all the documents. So what do you believe the documents say that they're not looking at? I mean, what are you, are you saying that there's adverse reactions that they're not acknowledging? Well, I would, I, I would behoove everyone to go onto the CDC.gov, go to their vaccine adverse reaction site and run the report yourself. It's actually really difficult because it only gives you a certain amount of lines of data that you can get. And being that there's millions upon millions of lines, you can only get small percentages. So I've actually compiled a book, about 674 pages. It's a very small percent of a percent of reactions. And I was supposed to show it to uh, the chief medical officer. 
But instead our meeting got canceled and I was redirected to the South Campus where I was put on leave. 200 million people in this country have gotten a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Millions of people across the world have gotten this vaccine. Correct. The majority of people are fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Months and months later. Mm -hmm. If not for the evidence that the CDC and the FDA and top scientists in this country have pumped over, isn't that evidence enough to get the vaccine? It's definitely evidence in the short term that most people can handle it well. A good percentage of people can handle it well. And maybe even more as time goes on. But that's in the short term. If you can give me five years worth of data of if any cancers came out, any adverse effects, if there was antibody-aided dependency issues, if people had other immune issues, yeah, I'd be more, uh, more uh, open to getting it at the current time. The issue still is, at this moment, we don't have that data. And nobody knows how it's going to affect fertility going forward. Nobody has enough to say, oh, this baby was but born. This, there's science to suggest that it does not affect fertility. There is science to suggest that it not, does not affect pregnancy. The whole fertility thing is a complete misnomer from all the science that has been reviewed. Like top doctors have reviewed this. And I understand that you are someone who obviously has done a lot of your research, but the science isn't there. The science that, that you're reporting is hypothesis, unless we have a time machine. We have to go into the future and see how these children are doing five years into the future and how humans that have received the shot are. They would say the science for, the, I believe you can, I, the, the enunciation of this is a little bad, the maldehyde babies, they gave medication, I believe it was the 50s, to uh, mothers that were uh, having morning sickness. And they said this was very safe. It was approved. Everybody was taking it. And then all the babies came out deformed medication was pulled. So sometimes approval based on hypothesis works and sometimes there, it does there not. There have been babies that have been born whose mothers have gotten the vaccine. And how old I are I saw one yesterday. How old are the babies? Three months, four months, five months old. And the babies are perfectly healthy, fine. I mean, if that's, if that's not enough evidence, then what is? Tell me if they're and fine so, in and, five years. And so, so you you imply that you feel as if they're going to get sick these they days? may i'm not implying that they will i'm implying they may and that risk when there's a survival rate of 98.3 percent as per the cdc.gov and my own age and my own comorbidities i don't have any i can make a, a, an educated decision for my own health without being mandated and now the big key is so let's go with that for a moment okay because you work in a healthcare mm -hmm. community you are a healthcare worker correct you are a tech mm -hmm you ex are exposed to vulnerable immunocompromised elderly patients Absolutely. who have gotten the brunt of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you're not just affecting yourself by making this decision. You may be affecting others and putting others at risk. How does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel that Anthony Fauci came out and said that everybody vaccinated or unvaccinated can carry and spread the virus and have the identical viral load. So. The truth is this whole entire... Breakthrough infections are much more less symptoms. rare. Breakthrough infections are much more rare. Do you know how they classify breakthrough infections? More, it is much more unlikely to have a breakthrough infection than for someone who is unvaccinated. Okay, but do, do this you... This is the disease of unvaccinated. Okay, do you know how they classify breakthrough infections? That's not the, that's not the, that's not the conversation. The conversation is you're telling me, you're basically trying to make the argument to me that someone who is unvaccinated is just as likely to pass the virus on as someone who is vaccinated. 100%. But the fact that is, but the fact is, 
vaccinated people do not get this virus as much as unvaccinated okay, people. Okay, so I'm going, I'm going to give you data, because everything I do, I have to back up with data, Yasmin. So uh, on May 10th, it was announced that as of May 14th, that if you test positive and you have the, the vaccination for COVID, you are just counted and aggregated as data as a positive COVID case. There is no distinction that you are a breakthrough case. You're only considered breakthrough if you're hospitalized or if you die of the virus after vaccination. So that is from our own government statistics. It's from our own government agency of the CDC. So what do you think it's saying to your patients, to people that come to this hospital, mm -hmm. that see you as a healthcare worker making the decision to not get vaccinated when you have an 85-year-old person who might be diabetic, who might have a heart condition, who, if they contract COVID, will very likely die, especially now with this new Delta variant? Mm -hmm. What is that? What does that say to you? Did that patient? That, that person might make a decision to not get this vaccine based on seeing you not get vaccinated oh, and that, putting themselves in peril, putting the, making Well, that's a very skin. big, that's a very good question. That would be if I was advocating for everyone not to get the vaccine. My own parents have the vaccine. I told them to get it. But I told them at the end of the day, it's their decision. They were worried. mRNA, they were very scared and skeptical about it. One has Pfizer, one has Moderna. So I am not telling anybody not to get the vaccine. Right. I'm telling them to make their own choice. That's two very different things. I'm not up on a stage saying- Well, you're protesting. I'm protesting for my right. I am, 100% for my right. But I'm also protesting for your right to get it. So imagine if there was a large group think of people that said, hey, you should never get the vaccine, which I wouldn't agree with. But if, if they said never get the vaccine under any circumstance, and then all of a sudden you were told you're not allowed to have it, but you wanted it, and it would actually, with your, say, if you have health issues, save your life, then you should be able to get that. And that's what I'm here's, protesting so here, for. So here's what I, so I have a couple more questions. Yeah, shoot, I, I got all you, day. Yes. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I can tell. Um, you work in a healthcare community. That's yeah. a choice you made. Mm -hmm. And working in the healthcare community, you have a responsibility to your patients, right? Okay. That distinguishes you from that guy just walking across the street. I don't know what he does, but if he works in a store. Okay. Does that not tell a different narrative to you that you have a responsibility to protect your patients and by doing that to get this vaccine? Do we agree? And so maybe you shouldn't work in a healthcare community. Do we agree that PPE works? Because I wear all the proper PPE. So if PPE works, the concern should be much less that I'm going to pass it to, to the person, specifically if they're vaccinated, because they're vaccinated. In theory, that should make them ahead of the game. So if I'm properly protecting myself and them while I'm in the healthcare setting, I would think that they should be covered on that basis. So, so you don't think as a healthcare worker, you have a responsibility to your patients to be vaccinated, to have the utmost protection to make sure you're not passing it on to someone who cannot handle this virus? Well, it's the same issue goes with the flu shot. Do you get the flu shot? I, I've gotten the flu shot about seven years in a row. I didn't get it last year because I was wearing a mask. So it, the, 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 the game Did you get changed. your MMR vaccine, your rubella vaccine? I have vaccine. everything. And, but again, when I got that, those vaccinations, there was lots of years of data. And again, I'm, I'm explaining to you, talk to me in five years, I might be right online getting the shot. That's, that's the thing. It's all about data. Right now, we're following a specific set of science hypothesis. 
there's no way that you or anybody can tell me the long-term data on this vaccination. When you say you're scouring exist. the internet, what are you scouring? What are you looking at? CDC, NIH. The CDC is telling you to get the vaccine. The NIH yes, is telling you to get the I'm vaccine. but I'm reading the statistics. So what else are you looking at? I'm reading the statistics. Do you know when you go on the CDC.gov? So what you're reading must be different than what the doctors and scientists that are reading that approve oh, this vaccine. Oh, we could go that. We could definitely go that route. So there's a lot of doctors that do agree with me. They don't want to be outspoken about it because, as you can see, I'm suspended right now. They said that none of this is based in science. I have many doctors. I had this this conversation in the operating room about two weeks ago. None of them want this shot. I mean, there are some that want it. There's are, there are some that are doing the requirement. Uh, being a doctor comes with a lot of lucrative things in life. Fancy cars, big vacations, fancy houses. Some of them are like, you know what? The chances of me getting anything right now from it, small. So they're willing to take that risk. But they're not all for it. You that's, may very that's a well fallacy. lose your job over this. Correct. Are you willing to do that? Correct. And then what will you do? I like to say the world is my oyster. I have a very positive view, and I think there's a home somewhere in media for me. So maybe I'll be a coworker with you. I don't know if NBC will have me, but maybe I'll be a coworker with you. Who knows? <laughs> you have to be vaccinated actually to come into NBC. Then, then, That's then, the policy. And then I think there's always a route for independent media. What about if, if, if they continue to take away personal liberties? For instance, you can't dine indoors. Correct. You can't go to a movie theater. You can't go to a gym. You can't Correct. go to an exercise class. Correct. So you're going to be pretty limited in your activities, especially as the weather gets colder. There's a lot of um, lots of avenue for um, c uh, civil protesting over there with that with that. Um, but again, you go through different different Nuremberg codes, and you go through how this is a coercion tactic on a major scale. And you, I mean, if if you guys splice this and make it sound like I'm crazy, but if I told you two years ago that some people won't be able to go into a restaurant because they might get a virus that mostly 98.3% of the people are, find survivable that there's a vaccine, but the vaccinated people are scared of the people that are unvaccinated because they still get and spread back, uh, the virus. I would think that you would say that I was probably crazy at that point. Right now we're doing medical segregation, which is against everything. 75 doctors walked out of, of, of a hospital in Florida yesterday protesting that they don't want to take care of sick people that chose not to get vaccinated. Imagine 75 doctors walking out of a hospital saying, I don't want to treat obese people because they're more likely to be sick and take up hospital beds. Or drug users. They take well, up hospital beds. taxing the system when these people could be protecting themselves and not having to end up in the ICUs. When other people are dying and getting heart attacks and not being able to find a bed because instead they're filled with people But you see that, that, that narrative I, I can totally attack. The same thing goes for there could be more beds if people went to the gym and worked out more and ate healthy there would be more beds if people did not take narcotics and go to the hospital for, uh, for, for drug issues. This is all optional ways to get sick, essentially. So will you ever get this vaccine? Possibly. I need when? data. I need data. It takes phase three through phase four of an FDA approval, which I added to my slides when, we, when I sent the initial email out to Michael Dowling and everybody on, on the executive board, is this is a five to 10 year process. The first people that received this shot received it about 18 months ago. Who'd you vote for in 2020? It's irrelevant. Viruses don't have political I mean, parties. You're, you've agreed to have an interview with me, so yeah, I just but, to, I'm, I'm but I'm saying that this is where we have an issue. Is we no, need, I just would like to know your political but I will. Meetings. You know, I'm going to explain my political background with this. When you lead with if who did you vote for, it makes the virus sound like it has a political party. It does. It I mean, does it does, not. the virus doesn't have a political party, but the virus has been politicized. It has, has been has politicized. Agreed. And that's a problem. So I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from and understanding if, in fact, any of it has any political 
motivation. Well, I would say if I if I was to vote for Trump, I would have been vaccinated. That's all he talks about is getting vaccinated. Well, that's not necessarily true. He got, the other night. In, he got vaccinated in, um, in private. He didn't even want the public to know that he got vaccinated. And finally said it overnight, and then he was booed on stage, and then he kind of walked it back a little bit. So, so but, so... What, are you going to tell me who you voted for in 2020? Who did you vote for? I will tell you if you tell me. I can't tell you who I voted for. I'm a journalist. That's and not, I, not being I, interviewed. I identify as a journalist right now. Well, you're not a journalist. You're a tech worker who's on leave from your hospital. So it's you're true. not going to tell me. I was framed, yes, and I'm on leave from the hospital. So you're not going to tell me who you voted for? I think you know who I voted for, and you just want to make a clip that says that I'm I voted not, for We somebody. don't do that. We're not in that. Let me tell you something. Oh. That little bite that she's asking you is truly anecdotal. Yeah, it totally is. It's like I don't, I'm not even going to use that. I just want to know personally. Personally? Yeah. I voted for Trump. Okay. Yeah. But again, um, this is my, my whole goal in this is to stop making people break apart and actually understand people are going to vote for different people and people are going to have different views. And right now, society is, you can't go to the restaurant. You can. I hate you because you didn't get vaccinated. People that hate people for getting well, vaccinated. There's hate involved. There's, I, think I had, I got I'm email. Just to- I got an email last night of someone telling me that I should get COVID and die because of my stance. This and, hate. And, if and that's I, not hate, I, I don't know hate. I just heard someone run outside and say everybody who gets the vaccine should die. Hey, exactly. So, that's that. that and it's so, a two-way street. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hundred percent. But, but, but all I'm saying is, and this is we're done with the interview. But it's, it's just, uh, you know, I, I think there's also this idea that like if you go the rest if you go into a restaurant, um, and my kid is in there who cannot get vaccinated, and you have Delta. You're and my the, kid at risk. to be fair, the the restaurant union is in full support of vaccinations because they want their workers protected. Because people who work in restaurants were actually some of the people I, who I, I know. I, I want you to understand. I asked that question, and and you know, first of all, I can't be sensitive to like this is my yeah, job. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. It's, no, it. no, but it's it's not even. I want you to understand. This is this is for me to get a full picture. Yeah. I need to understand. Yeah. For me to understand where people are coming from. And by the way, I have talked to many people around the country that are unvaccinated and vaccine hesitant that have voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. So this is not me saying, oh, it's a Trump voter who voted for this person. But, so what that is very with, black and white and simplistic. What happened for with me, the New I'm York Times. I'm just trying Times, to get a story of who you are. I get it. With the New York Times, when they ran when they ran the story, they the first thing they led with Staten Island, a conservative. Well, it is. I get it. But it, it makes people from outside of Staten Island that, that are very politicized automatically go, they're not getting it because they're conservative, they're conservative idiots. Just in defense idiots. of that question, you said she led with that question. That was about 20 minutes into the interview yeah. she asked that question. So it wasn't led. She fully, that was a complete anecdotal question towards the end of the interview. Got it. Um, but I do hear what you're saying. And I, I, to compare COVID to thalidomide is a completely different thing because thalidomide is an oral medication that was clearly... Uh, 60 years ago, science has been evolved, but thalidomide is still used today in patients, and mm-hmm. AIDS patients, and leprosy patients, but it, it's been much more, uh, it, it, thalidomide also had instant effects. Children were born with, like, obvious yes. limb damage. they had, yes, that was So to compare that to COVID when babies are born visibly healthy with all of it is just, like, a little bit dramatic, but I understand what you're saying. And, it's um, a reference point that things can yeah, evolve these points, in science. These, they can. That reference point is slightly dramatic and can be taken quite out of context to people. But I, um, we appreciate you you, you talking. Yeah, I, think you're really, I know that it's um, it's bold. I know that it's, it's ballsy. Yeah, I know that it's um, definitely ballsy. Yeah. It's no, I know that it's um, 
it's probably hard, especially because your opinions are not popular. And mm-hmm. so, um, thank you. Yes, well, and it thank just you gives for me a better picture for my reporting. Yeah, thank you for hearing me out. Yeah, I your mean, voices, everybody. I mean, they, they, there's listen. a lot of people that go when you speak to the media that you know they're they're gonna they're gonna twist your words. And I said, listen, if if that's what happens, that's what happens. We don't do that. I, I hope not. No, 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 we don't. I mean, this is my first That's why uh, you guys official interview. You guys say clip it. Like, we don't, like, we, we don't, we don't, like, cut and paste. Okay. You know? We don't do, that's not what we do. We take your words and we put your words Yeah. In. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for yeah. hearing me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it, Jen. Yes. Bye. Bye. Have it. Get, get, uh, get to your next location safely. So what do you think? Truth be told, I haven't even listened to it in full yet. I'm going to put it in, obviously, in my sound, in, in, in my apps. I'm going to place the whole interview in there. And I am going to listen to it all, probably at the same time that some of you are listening to it. Ain't that a B? That, that's full visibility. That is full disclosure of what went down. And yeah, it's up to us to share it. It's up to us to have people paying attention to what it's like interviewing and what the media is doing. The media... This is why legacy media is dying. This is why so many narratives uphold. This is why people are getting separated. And look into who owns all of these media companies. Do that too. And then realize why alternative media is going to be the way forward. Things like this very here pod, this very here podcast. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe on all the platforms. Make sure you follow me. Twitter, WTPARE, the news. So it's we the people are are just W-T-P-A-R-E, the news, T-H-E-N-E-W-S. It's the same on Getter and on Instagram where I have my largest following and I'm shadow banned to hell and back in my opinion. And I kind of have statistics that prove that. Uh, It is we the people are the news all spelt out as well as truth social. And if you're looking for some kick-ass gear, stop at www.com. That's three W's. I might have said four. www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world and use promo code podcast for 17.76% off your next purchase. Grab a hoodie, grab our iconic flag, grab some t-shirts, grab whatever you want. Just don't grab them by the, uh, gotcha. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, until I come back and return, which is probably tomorrow, I will bid you farewell. But make sure to get the word out there. Forge freedom forward. And remember, the narrative stops here, and we the people are the news. See you tomorrow. I'm John Matlin, and this is We the People Are the News.